And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. They can help you hire software developers easily. They can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. They have a platform to help you manage that team. Full scale is there when you are ready to deploy software solutions. So definitely keep that in mind. Now let's get to our guest. Uh, very, very excited. We have actually tried this a couple times now. Uh, and so third time's a charm. We're going to get it. Uh, but we have a very, very fun guest today. Very excited to talk to Aliona uh, because she gets really excited about data, friends. We're about to get real, real funky about some data. So uh, thank you so much for being with us, Aliona. Aliona Misco is the CEO and founder of Fuel Finance, and we are so glad to have you here today. Hi. Hi, Laura. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so yes, yes, this is this has been a long time coming. I'm very excited. So I'm just going to ask the question, and here it comes. Tell us about your journey. Oh, yeah, I think like uh, my journey has started, uh, I believe, uh, like very early because, uh, as I remember myself, I was always interested in math, in uh, different calculations, in chess. Uh, so like, but uh, always tried to uh, understand so how I can use it like in my daily life and um, already uh, being a student, a student, uh, I decided that uh, finance is my real is my real passion, and uh, like after that I decided already to build a company because uh, I was working as financial analyst, as CFO, as financial director, and uh, I was always doubt why why really founders entrepreneurs don't like finance. So it's so cool, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it I know, be- like our, our listeners, the entrepreneurs listening at home, there, 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 there's a large number of them who are like, eh, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think all listeners now try to imagine all this like boring reports, non glamorous. Yeah. When I talk about finance, but it's not about that. It's about really cool data and uh, insights that you can use really to manage your business completely in another way. And uh, that's exactly what we built with Fuel. So we want really to make all founders uh, fall in love with finance because it's possible. And uh, you simply can achieve like the new next level of managing business with that. Okay. And how does Fuel Finance 
push the envelope on that vision? How, so tell us about fuel finance and how does, how does fuel finance empower entrepreneurs to fall in love with the accounting side of their business? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuel finance is cloud financial departments for startups. So we provide the product for revenue stage startups. And uh, this product completely help, uh, first of all, automate uh, function of financial team for the early stage startups. And uh, what is really important with our product, all, all startups and founders, they get all insights very fast. So how they, what financial results they can, they can get from what, which business metrics, so how they can make decisions and everything can very obvious and beautiful way with beautiful dashboards were designed ready to use insights and also we have very cool support for our customers of financial success managers who really uh very uh very supportive to make it everything clear in this financial system for our customers that all right i have to admit you make it sound kind of fun so I, I'm I'm halfway in, but now I'm gonna let's bring it home. And I want to hear, tell us about how you kind of figured out how you wanted to attack the fuel finance problem. Like how did how did you, you know, take your experience and your inspiration and turn it into a viable business model? What was that process like? Uh like I was working as financial analyst and financial director, and um, I remember that. Uh, I was I had always this question so why I should do this manual work every month uh with financial management so usually you should do all these reports and plan actual analysis and even unit economics so like very often uh but I found that all these processes they are similar for in different business models for example you know for marketplace startups they have very similar um, financial system and very similar outputs that they should get, like, for example, from their financial system every week and every month. So with our team, uh, we started to test uh, this idea, simply building our product without code, but uh, with the use of Google Spreadsheets. And uh, we simply started to build, uh, based on our Google Spreadsheets, these types of different systems. Uh, and uh, it was like uh, very crazy when first customers they used this not ideal product at all, uh, but uh, we understood that it was really efficient for them. So yeah. that product gave gave them value, and um, we saw how founders simply started to change after the first months of using this product. So they started to be more financially literate. They started to make another decisions. And uh, already after this testing, we decided, okay, we should get like our product team, we should hire engineers and uh, start to build from that type uh, of the product, uh, already started to build more automated product uh, with much more integrations with database and, and uh, with everything like that. So we really started in very like <laughs> startup way with uh, very bad MVP without coding. But I now believe it was a very good idea because it helps us not to fundraise uh, during the first years when we tested our idea. And uh, it was a very cost-efficient way for us. So that that was quite a story. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. I love hearing your perspective as a founder on what, you know, what it took to 
to ideate and develop and iterate through this this whole process. That is, that's really cool. Now I have to ask, I detect a little bit of an accent. Where are you calling from? Um, from Ukraine. Yeah. So, so, and I, I'm really, really curious, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, starting a business in the Ukraine, you're experiencing a, a volatile time right now, correct? Yeah, correct. Completely every day, I think. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like the process of starting a business in, in kind of societal turmoil and uh, what, what has that been like? Exactly when the war started, so it was uh, it was crazy because uh, exactly for that day, for twenty fourth of February, it was planned our launch of the new website, and uh, we were working till midnight or even later. So uh, when the war started, uh, the first like first days were completely crazy, and uh, it was like. Not the question about, uh, I think, the business. It was already the question about safety uh, of all team members, safety of friends, of family. And um, also, like, um, so the first the first days, and especially the first week, was the most crazy for us. Uh, already, I think, like, after the first week, we understood how to combine everything together. So how like to the first priority was relocation and safety of all team members and uh, so we had like this uh, priorities and uh, the first was safety after that uh, the second was help ukraine to win this war so many our team members they start to volunteer and they still volunteering and help uh, ukraine win this war and uh, also we we are working, so we are developing, we are growing despite the war and uh, like despite everything. Uh, but it was completely crazy period of time, especially during the first weeks. Now it's also it's also not so easy because all we all Ukrainians and it really hurts every day. So every day we have news about new about new rockets, about new deaths, and um, it's simply uh, complicated to, yeah, to stay uh, to stay in very energy way and uh, with high energy, but uh, we try to do it and uh, we do our best now because we understand also that it's very important not only like win this war with our military forces, but we also believe it's very important to win this war economically also yeah so we should hire more people we should grow we should pay salaries we should donate to military forces pay taxes and uh, everything all of this is important really to win this war yeah uh how how are you i have to ask are you mentally sound spiritually happy you are you okay uh Spiritually, I think, uh, yeah, so um, balancing, yeah, we are fighting and trying to hang on, but uh, uh, yeah, but like today is also was uh, the day uh, one more additional rocket at the center of Ukraine and uh, simply three children died and uh, like it's, it's I couldn't say it's okay because uh, you simply read this news and you try to 
he tried to understand, okay, uh, I read this news, but now I should go and do my work. So it's, uh, I, I, like, I don't have time really to, um, like, to have some time to be upset or something like that, because yeah. it's uh, really important to do, to do the job and still growing. So yeah, it's, I think it's something like that now. Yeah. Well, I, I want to just take a moment to, I, I wanted to take a moment to honor the fact that you are here, you're sharing your story and you're going through something that is really, really awful. I mean, I know that many, many across the globe have watched what's happening in the Ukraine uh, and, and just been horrified and, and so, you know, worried and sad for you. And actually folks, the, the first time we set up to, uh, to record this episode, uh, we were having some technical difficulties. We just, and I was like, is that, you know, was there something interfering with signals where she's at? So I've actually been thinking about you like for the past four days, like, okay, I hope she's okay. Like, and, and I mean, that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket, like living with that kind of fear so close. I imagine it must be very oppressive. And so I want to I want to honor that you're doing a very hard thing. I want to thank you for being so vulnerable with us today. Um, you are just a a person who lives in her truth, and so it's been been um, an honor to have you share that with us. So thank you. Uh, and now let's get back to the business. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'm just going to ask, you know, how what what are the the next steps for fuel finance? Oh, the next steps like uh, keep growing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Brilliant company. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah, it's a goal, and uh, I think like the the main goal is simply uh, change change financial sphere because um, I'm very passionate about this idea. So um, I see how like I see how founders um, really can improve their business management and uh, ma- like their financial management with much better product. And uh, it's exactly what motivates me, I think, like uh, do this job every day. So when I hear like this feedback from our customers that it's completely another way what they have now with our product and uh, they finally do- they finally don't have this financial chaos and everything is very clear... And uh, I think, like, for me, it's very important feedback and uh, it really motivates me to do this, like, better and better our product every day. And I think it's, uh, like, that's our next step, develop the product uh, as, like, as we can. (laughs) And maybe in in some ways that we really haven't imagined yet, but uh, it will be, like, much cooler and also uh the next step really uh hire more ukrainians uh, yeah and also like uh, i don't know so we are profitable startup and um like it's not something usual for startups but uh, for me it's also important part because from our profits we can also like donate uh, to support ukraine and uh, it's exactly what we do. So um, that's why, like, I believe so we have, like, several missions. What's next? So growing, growing the business, uh, improve our products, uh, have more customers, happy customers with better financial management and uh, also uh, help Ukraine win. So we have, I think we have many challenges. Yeah. 
Well, so so one of the things that I'm hearing in that, folks, you know, if you if you want to find a way to contribute to, uh, you know, the social movement of what's happening in the Ukraine, support Ukrainians, um, definitely look into supporting Ukrainian-owned business like Fuel Finance. That's a <laughs> that's a way that you can support as well. So, so definitely keep that in mind, folks. Um, you know, one of the things that you said, and it was, I, I loved how, how directly you said it, but you said much better product, like fuel finance is just a much better product that, and I love that, but I want to talk to you, talk to us about that competitive analysis. Like what, what did you do when you were developing fuel finance? What did you do to set yourself apart from your competitors? Like what's your differentiator? Oh, Yeah. Like I think I might, uh, I simply make market research permanently. Uh, but uh, at the start, I made uh, I think thirty interviews with different founders of startups, uh, like during the first during one month to understand what key challenges they have with their finance. On the other hand, uh, like uh, I did, I did market research about different tools, what uh, what we have on the markets to manage finance. And uh, I was like shocked uh, because, okay, here I have like 30 founders. And on the other hand, I have like number of different financial tools to manage finance. And I have some gap here because uh, founders, when I talked with founders, all of them like use XLS docs, uh, Google spreadsheets, uh, and not some automatical products uh in 90 90 of all cases and on the other hand uh, like market is overloaded and uh and in that way i started to think okay it's uh maybe we have some uh, more complicated problem uh, than simply providing i don't know some tool where you can build uh beautiful graphs and um get like i don't know cash flow projection uh, or only get financial planning or i don't know like get like expense control so uh that's why i believe this problem with good financial management uh is much more complicated it's more about automation of the role of financial managers and financial teams uh for revenue stage startup and i think it's exactly what we built so we don't provide the product where a founder should think what they what graphs they should build so i believe that it's not a good way to provide freedom in that way for founders in sure. a good way so i believe do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't should like they shouldn't uh do all these reports and think about what graph i should build or what metric should analyze now and that's exactly how we are different. So we provide already best practice for specific business models. So, for example, we have four solutions now for uh, e-commerce, for SaaS marketplaces and professional service startups. And for each of this business model, we have individual solution with uh, individual dashboard output metrics and uh, what should be controlled. And also we have very detailed ways. So uh, the main, like, as we know, the main for startups uh, is revenue and achieve revenue and growth. And on the other hand, also control cash, <laughs> especially <laughs> now during this downturn. And uh, like when we talk about the revenue, so we have very detailed level in our system how you should control your revenue. So starting from number of leads planned and the actual conversion rates, 
cost of acquisition uh, plan of your customer, actual number of your customer, and finally, like revenues that you will get. So we have very detailed way how you should control like your business, what business metrics you should control to get like your revenue, planned revenue in the end of the month. And uh, I think it's how we differentiate from all other customers. So we provide a very full system without... um, without need of founder to be involved in some manual work or set up some financial system. So we have the best practice that we give simply founders to use and simply with ready to use recommendations and insights inside the system. That's incredible. I, I, I love it's because really it's, it's specialization and customization yeah. for your clients, like an understanding that each type of business, the, ne- the needs are going to be unique. And so, so you're able to, to kind of cater to that, which, which I love. Uh, it also reminds me of today's episode sponsor, Fullscale.io. They are fantastic at helping you come up with custom solutions, solutions that are going to work for you uh, when you're trying to build out your development team. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be hard. When you visit Fullscale.io, you can build a software team quickly, affordably. They are so efficient. I have heard so much feedback from from their clients like they just love them use the full scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers testers and leaders are ready to join your team visit fullscale.io to learn more folks we are here with aliona misco uh ceo of fuel finance and we are talking we're talking about a lot of different stuff we're kind of hopping around a little bit but i'm going to kick us back off with i i want to hear a little bit more about that product development piece. Like you kind of talked about how you how you got there. But as you were getting all of this feedback, because it sounds like you, you were looking for a lot of different feedback mechanisms from potential clients, like what are the pain points? Uh, which is awesome. That's a great place to start. But like once you got to the actual definition, did you put a team in place? Did you hire uh, a bunch of people to help? Like what was that process like? Uh, do you mean like process about feedback here yeah, from customers? Yeah, how you actioned that feedback, like building out your team of developers and ideating, you know, did you do storyboards? Did you do wireframes? Like, what did that look like? Oh, uh, we have like very, uh, I think, standardized ways so, um, of building like our product. So first of all, we built all features based uh, real on customer's feedback. And uh, we have the same process as it was like previously. So first of all, like we built very easy uh, first MVP. For example, we decided that we should have additional feature at our product. We simply built it like on Google Spreadsheets. We tested it on our customers and uh, we got feedback. Uh, We get feedback after that. So if it was useful or not useful, where it was okay for them, where it was not okay for them. And uh, we have these financial success managers who are also like, they are like part of this process. So they get, usually they get this feedback. And uh, we have uh, these meetings where we analyzed all this feedback from customers and all features that were tested. And uh, after that, we simply analyzed, okay, how many of our customers have the same problem? Is this like part should be implemented to our product? And uh, if we decide that yes, and we tested already this idea, for example, on Google Spreadsheet, so we decided to automate this part. 
and implement these parts already in our like financial system and make it like in all our products for all customers. So it's exactly like the process how how we build and test all these ideas now. And I believe it's like very, um, I think it's very efficient way. So we simply do, we don't do like work and features which are not, um, which are not uh, like useful for our customers. So we based our like product map and, and built our product map based on our experience working with customers. Yeah. Oh man. I, I just, I love your approach. Like it's so, it's driven by empathy and yet it's very systematic. That was, that was fabulous. Now, now you, so Fuel Finance already has clients like customers, traction. Uh, talk to us about your go-to market strategy. Like once you had the product developed and you were ready to deploy, what did that look like? Oh yeah, like uh, we're a little bit crazy about that. So um, I think like during the previous year, I was the one person who was responsible for sales and marketing, and uh, <laughs> like it was a little bit crazy. And uh, now we already hired our first head of marketing. But um, yeah, go to market. So we tested many ideas. So first of all, like as I have financial background. And uh, I was also mentor at different accelerators, um, financial mentor. And uh, we tested ideas with go-to-market with different financial workshop. And it was like based also on my on my passion, like to share my experience and knowledge about finance. And uh, we made like uh, online workshops earlier and we still make this online workshops. Uh, and I simply sharing uh, like my experience how to manage finance in startups, and uh, I believe it's a good strategy when you talk about go to market and especially a good strategy to share like content part, especially in finance where everything is so much complicated. So when really uh, when really founders can get very easy information and uh, in a very fun way also, uh, it can be like. Um, not only about go to market, so it's first of all about sharing experience and knowledge, uh, but also uh, in additional way, it's uh, it can be like a lead, like a source of leads, uh, but yeah. very efficient when because it's about building communication and about building um, commit like communication network and simply like. Uh, sharing this experience uh, and I believe in that way of uh, building go to market yeah I, I mean clearly you've just put so much thought and research behind every step along the trail now we have already talked about the challenges of trying to operate a business during a war uh, and and so I'm not going to ask about that, but I'm going to ask you: What are some of the greatest challenges that you've come up against? You know, you you you're, you seem to be pretty methodical <laughs> in how yeah. in your approach to things. Uh, so, <laughs> and that, yeah. that that's great. But like, what does what were those challenges? Oh, I think like uh, it's already our second crisis at fuel finance. Because the first one was the COVID. Sure. And uh, like uh, as we're like 
as we were profitable all the time and we did a fundraise. So it was always a challenge uh, when you get like some crisis and especially, for example, like it was when the war started. So we had half of our customers, they were like Ukrainian companies before the war. Now we have like completely another situation. So we have uh, much like 60% of our customers from the US, but uh, it was crazy because uh, when the war started, so this Ukrainian customers are simply post their subscription. And uh, it was like very short periods of time to understand how to manage everything. So pay salaries and uh, simply like cover with our current revenue, which is already two times decrease, cover with this revenue, our expenses, salaries, and still growing. So with much less budgets. And uh, it's it was really a crazy challenge, I think. And uh, it's already, I, I believe it was second time. So the first one was uh, something similar, I believe, during the COVID. And uh, now, like, we already have high revenues than it was before the war. So, and uh, uh, it's crazy. And uh, so we are, like, understand how to grow, like, three times faster than it was before the war with like two times less budgets. So it was like a very interesting challenge and experience for me. And I think very valuable experience. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that overcoming adversity and you've certainly had to overcome more than most and more than is fair or right. Uh, and I'm so sorry, but, um, one of the things about overcoming adversity is that it makes you more flexible and it makes you more, uh, more tolerant to risk. And it makes you, you know, all of these things that an entrepreneur just truly, truly needs to be and, and should be. And so, you know, you're getting quite a workout there, um, too much, I would say, but yeah. tell us about, about you as an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm just really interested. Like, have you always been so, uh, directed and and purposeful no um i like i think i think yes (laughs) (laughs) if that's like an embarrassing question we can get we can move off it real quick i'll just be like no 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 it's fine i I didn't mean to ask that what i meant to say was how do you feel about the color blue you know we could do something like that But I'm just really interested, like, where, I mean, were you always an entrepreneurial kid? Like, I know, that I imagine that you always, you said that you always loved math and you always loved, you know, data and things like that. So I know that, but like, what else did you like? What else did you get into when you were a kid? I think like I was always trying to do different things. So I was always interested. So as a kid, I, I had many hobbies always. So yeah. uh, I was and playing. They changed chess. a bunch. Like they, did, you weren't like it wasn't all of them all the time. Uh, I think like there were there were some periods with uh, these hobbies, and uh, uh, I remember like uh, playing chess, playing saxophone, like uh, drawing uh, pictures, and especially like uh, it's very crazy. But I spent like eight years to draw. Like we have this Ukrainian national um, type of drawings. It's named like. Petrokivka uh, paintings and okay. it's very old type of um, paintings and 
and uh, I really master of that. <laughs> and it's really, <laughs> it's really crazy. But uh, I remember myself always like from two sides. On the, like on the one hand, I was like data driven person, always interested like in math, chess. But on the other hand. Uh, I always had this like some art parts. I don't know, like, like creative side. Yeah, like creative yeah. side about music, drawings, and everything like that. So and uh, yeah, I even tried myself uh, to be uh, like some way uh, playing in theater. So <laughs> oh man, well I gotta tell you, that is so interesting to me that you're like right, you're amber brained, so you're right left right left brained and that's that's really cool because I so I actually I am fascinated by people who can use both sides of their brains like that in fact I have like I have a book that I'm gonna write someday it's in my head it's called polymath oh about people like you who who can get like really really into very different divergent disciplines you know so like over here you're doing music which is connected to math and you're really good at math but then you're also <laughs> really good at art and like people like that fascinate me that is super cool <laughs> I, yeah, I, really I love that <laughs> so you're you're a polymath uh congratulations i may i may Actually, i know that <laughs> i may, I may uh, bug you for an interview at some point that's yeah. interesting uh, what what else? What else? Um, I, I'm just curious. Like, what what drives you? Oh, I like. Uh, uh, I'm also swimming. Uh, so I was a cross continental swimmer uh, at in Bosphor. Uh, so yeah. it's like uh, swimming six kilometers, and I'm still swimming uh, several times per week, and uh, also swim in open water and. Uh, uh, I'm also like uh, was a fan of Thai box boxing, so yeah. <laughs> I think I had so many hobbies, <laughs> so from different ways. And uh, but it's very cool because uh, I I like open for myself that uh, having different hobbies. It's like uh, you need like in some period of time, I don't know some superpower and. Uh, uh, from each of these hobbies so I can take uh, exactly that superpower that I need now and uh, so I also love skating and uh, uh, and also like surfing so uh, and I, I like that like I can uh, I can in different periods of time so I can uh, like use that hobby that I need now yeah that that is super cool. I I I am fascinated by this. So there there are a bunch of studies out there that at least here in the states that people who were athletes uh, they tend to be b become business leaders much more frequently than any other like demographic subgroup. So like people who get accustomed to taking part in team sports, so, you know, you learn teamwork and collaboration, you learn how to fail and how to lose and how to, you know, get experimental and work well within a team. And so like, that's always been fascinating to me that, and so like, here you are, you're like clearly very into an active lifestyle. And then it's like, oh yeah, that it tracks that she's also a founder and CEO uh, <laughs> and, and a total data cheerleader. You're, you're a data geek a little bit, you know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm really data geek. <laughs> You're a data geek, and that's that is like that's something to wear with pride. 
yeah yeah but for sure i have even like you know i have even plan uh plan for a week calculated in hours and in tasks so i have like my specific google sheet for that (laughs) i really made this analysis in the end of the week like planned hours actual hours spent on on different tasks and uh, i even sometimes like build graphs to understand where i spend uh, my time more so yeah (laughs) what is the dynamic so i think like uh i try but it's very efficient it's very cool i believe that uh like from this data um data-based uh analysis and also from financial side i use many different features simply in very basic life and uh with very i don't know with everyday uh life experience so like planning of uh, tasks and hours and uh, simply like that and especially with personal finance also (laughs) well all right so so we've gotten some insight into your into your mind uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask for a little bit more insight into your mind because we have come upon our time for the human question so i'm gonna ask you a goofy question that has nothing to do with anything that we've just talked about and the question is going to be what's your favorite dinosaur (gasps) (laughs) oh my gosh dinosaur uh it could be like a specific dinosaur like the tyrannosaurus rex from jurassic park or I, I'm trying to think. Oh, of like I remember. I remember the, or like the the, uh, the Flintstones dinosaur. The 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 dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I remember. You know, there you go. Yeah, like T Rex. <laughs> yeah, or it could just be like so. Like my favorite type of. I all right. I'm, Triceratops is my favorite. I love uh, what what what. Triceratops. The three. They've got the three horns. Oh, and like yeah, the yeah. I love them. Yeah, I yeah, remember. If it, if we actually have multiple Triceratops uh, <laughs> statues and like paintings and pictures around our house because I oh love seriously <laughs> yeah yeah it's part of our decor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so how about you? If like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Um, I don't know. I think that like uh, from that films that I remember, maybe uh, like. Uh, I really, you know, like I, I really, to be honest, I googled it now. So <laughs> okay, all right, all right, it's okay. We'll forgive it just this one time. <laughs> yeah, but, but next time you and I chat, and and we're gonna have to have another chat. But next time you and I chat, I'm gonna ask you, and you're gonna be very confidently. My favorite dinosaur is X, and you have to fill in the blank. <laughs> That's my yeah. challenge to you. All right, sure. well, I, Aliona, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, uh, sharing your favorite dinosaur, but most importantly, sharing <laughs> so so authentically of all of your experiences. Um, thank you so much. Wish you Thank luck. you so much, Lauren. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for being here. Uh, if there's anything that I can do to, to help you out, let me know. Um, but lots of love coming to you and to your fellow countrymen and women from this thank side you. of the globe. All right, friends, speaking 
of episode sponsors because I know that we were speaking of them. Uh, today's episode sponsor is FullScale. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? FullScale can definitely help. They have people and they have a whole platform that will help you build and manage a team of experts and take that off your plate. Visit FullScale.io and all you need to do is answer a few questions. The platform will match you up with a fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. They're going to help you out. Uh, they specialize in building long-term teams at FullScale that work only for you. So learn more when you full visit FullScale.io. Friends also want you to take a look at some of the Startup Hustle TV episodes we have up on our YouTube channel, up on our Facebook, in the Facebook chat group. We want to share Startup Hustle TV with you. You get to see Startup Hustle hosts like myself and some other rock stars kind of make fools of ourselves, but also kind of kick ass. So definitely check that out. We are so grateful, friends, that you come back at us week after week. Please keep on listening, subscribe, share. We love telling entrepreneur stories to you and you make it possible. Keep on coming back and we will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.